So the second week of Advent is peace. We light the second candle. Peace. Peace be with you. Peace be unto you. We're going to talk about peace at length in just a moment. But I invite every one of us to invite the consciousness of peace to be awakened in us now, even though we may not know what that means yet. But let that sink in during the service, and we will see. I called this talk The Calm Before the Joy. Because next week is joy, the candle of joy. Uh, third week of Advent. The calm, but the peace that comes before joy. And I, most of us want to skip that step and just get to joy and fun and a good party. But peace is such an essential, divine part of our nature. It's in, it's, it's in us just as joy is always in us. But are we willing to acknowledge it? Are we willing to pay attention to it? Are we willing to uh, experience it? Or are we waiting for conditions to change? so that we may experience joy. And a lot of us are. You know, oh, when the war ends, then I'll be at peace. When my house sells, then I'll be at peace. When this person is nice to me, then I'll be at peace. It, but it's, it's, it's in the acknowledgement of peace, it's in the appreciation of peace, it's in the participation in peace that brings about the stuff. Peace is one of our manifestors it's not about because is it since peace is innate within us i can just tap into it any time i want and now has anybody here ever not wanted to tap into peace <laughs> you know it's right here and it's available but i am busy being upset be at peace thank you but i have other plans <laughs> you know, have a great day thank you but i have other plans you know, and and it's uh, and and then we oh, we're so then we we trudge through the day. Well, we get home and say everything was so hard today. I don't know what. Well, you had other plans. That's why it didn't have to be hard. And that's what I'm finding out more and more is in my life a lot of things that I have rendered impossible. Well, you know what? It turns out they aren't. It just turns out they aren't. I, uh, I've been going through a lot of physical pain the past few weeks because I've been doing a lot of physical work. Now we're cleaning up the house. We're getting to clean out the basement a couple weeks ago and then cook for Thanksgiving. Oh, no. Then I shampooed the carpet. And then uh, I cooked for Thanksgiving. And then we cleaned up from Thanksgiving. And the other day, I, I, you know, I wasn't going to do all the lights out in front of the house. But then I was out in front of the house. Well, heck, I got these lights. Why don't I put them out? <laughs> so I did. And it's a lot of bending over. It's a lot of, and all I really do is lay up on the ground and let them do what they do. There's no, there's no divine plan to it. Well, there might be a divine plan, but there's no Sean plan to laying out these lights. We just, every year they're different, but there's a lot of kneeling and getting down and, and it's, and it hurts. And it, well, it doesn't hurt usually while I'm doing it but within 10 minutes. And, and so, but I did it anyway. 
And for some reason, these lights keep short, have kept shorting out this year. So David comes out. Those are beautiful, Sean. And, 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 and then he went up the street for something, came back. Said, I really like the orange ones. I said, well, they were out. 90% of the lights were not on. <laughs> something shorted out. So we're tracing, tracing. Okay, got it fixed. A lot more bending over. Everything. Oh, beautiful. And then yesterday I find out, oh, there's a string of lights I haven't used. So I go plug them in. All oh, the lights are gone. <laughs> Nothing more. Okay, okay we got to trace again. Now, that could have been cause to have no lights for the year at one time or to, or to just hate my life. Oh, what's wrong with my life? Not only does my body hurt, the lights don't work. <laughs> Who was against me? Who spirit? Hello, you know, listening. And, and so I, I did that a couple weeks ago. I kept knocking everything off of my desk and other things as I was trying to leave. And finally, I just said, who here wants to talk to me? Because uh, it was clear something was trying to get my attention. And I never did find out what. It was never specific. But it, but it brought me into the present moment. And so, so instead of being at the car before I even left the office, I was suddenly in the office. And I was here and present. And, and I, that was enough for me. So to pay attention to this thing about peace, though, oh, peace is innate within me. I don't have to wait to get the peace. I don't have to wait for Christmas Day for the Christ to be awakened in me. I don't have to wait. I have to enter the present moment. I have to enter the now in order to be present. In this way, I'm complaining less and uh, my legs hurt, my legs hurt. My back hurts, my back hurts. I don't like it. I'm not saying, woohoo, I was hoping that would happen. I don't. I don't, I'll be honest with you. But at the very least, I could say, I could still live my life, even though this is hurting right now. And uh, last night we're at a friend's house for dinner. Suddenly my neck started spasming. I was like, ah! And I said, I, and I said, can somebody push on this little power pressure? And my host did. So uh, they and I, I felt much better. And so to pay attention to all that, but I want to read. A little, little something here, maybe a lot of little somethings. I want to read from Luke in the Holy Spirit's interpretation. And it says, everything that you see and experience, you see and experience through the filter of your mind. Does this make sense? Everything you see and experience you see through the filter of your mind, and there's no cause for guilt in that, but there is great cause for awareness. There's great reason for awareness to realize, oh, I don't know what this means, so I'm making something up. And a lot of times we make up something horrible. A lot of times we tell ourselves, oh, well, this is what happened before, so this must be what it means again. And, and, and we would do well, we would be wise and do well, to stop doing that. Stop it. Does that help? <laughs> Thank you. Here all week. I, uh, so it's, he says here, there could be no exception. This is always true. This is why you can see or experience something in one way and have one opinion or belief about it, and another one can seem to see or experience it in another way and have another opinion or belief. All of this seeing is occurring through the ego mind, which does not see at all. It interprets. <laughs> And so to look at things and to say, oh, 
I want to know it in truth. And that's why I keep doing correct perception. I want to, Spirit, tell me what to think about this. Because I'm going to make something up. I'm very clear on that. It's, uh, and that's why I, I never do the, I'm, you know, this was supposed to happen. What do you mean this was supposed to happen? And I, I've told, related this story before. I remember a guy years ago saying that he was stuck in traffic in, on 42nd Street in New York. And he, said, and he said his prayer was, God, what am I supposed to learn from this? And I thought, you big self-centered thing. God stopped traffic all over New York so you could learn something. And I, that, but I learned something from him being stopped in traffic. I learned it's not about me, and I learned praying is right, but God, what can I learn from this? I'm here right now. What can I learn from this? What would be the, mo the most freeing lesson for me so that I don't have to think that, the, 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 well, the bondage of self, which is thinking the world is about me, and it's, uh, the world is not about any one of us. If we're all together, if we're all in unity, then peace is about us. Joy is about us. Love is about us. Freedom is about us. And, uh, but we're all affected by each other's thoughts. I mean, it's so confusing, isn't it, that we're all one, yet we're all dressed up in a different outfit today. Uh, and a different body, and we have different opinions, and different... I can't begin to explain all that. But it is a little daunting to know there, there's more to this than what I thought. And there's so much less than what I had thought. There's so much less to this living of life than what I had imagined. Now, I, I picked this up from Charles Fillmore, Unity's co-founder, and he wrote an article in 1937 said, can Christ prevent war? And he, Isaiah prophesied that there should come forth a shoot out of the stock of Jesse, a redeemer, a redeemer and savior whose judgment and whose spirit of peace would reconcile the whole world. All Christians have expected Jesus Christ and his people to bring about the results prophesied by this great poet and prophet. But where are the evidences? Where is the failure and who is responsible? And he goes on to say, the world powers in the church are powerless to prevent war. And I just took a small part of this. And he says, we cannot help but think that there is something radically wrong with this army of the Lord. His representatives are evidently not understanding or carrying out the orders of the Prince of Peace. They are listening rather to the war cry of the insane destroyers of the world's civilization. Instead of praying for universal peace, for the reign of peace and love, they are praying for the victory of their armies. And uh, if anybody reads their Bible, as I'm sure you all do, you will see... <laughs> I'm sorry, I always laugh when I say that. I, uh, it's horrible. That Old Testament is just filled with war after war after war after war. People trying to overcome that. Before they can take mine, I have to go take theirs. And there is, just, and, the, and the prayer is, God, help me defeat my enemies. Rarely do we think my enemies are my thoughts. My mean-spirited thoughts. My lack-loving thoughts. And again, I don't say this for us to be guilty. There is no cause for guilt. That's just another 
lack loving thought. I say this for an awakening. How can I become aware? Peace will bring the end of war, but the end of war will not bring peace. Peace is innate within us. I can't acquire peace, but I can acquire a consciousness of it. And I can start right in my own neighborhood. I can quit warring. Well, I can start right in my own head. I can quit warring within my own head. And then I can go out in the street and quit warring with the people that don't agree with me. Imagine. There are people who do not agree with me, and I don't care for those people. But I can quit warring with them and become willing for peace to prevail. Let peace begin with me. Let there be peace. Charles Fillmore always said, in earth, not on earth, but in earth, in the body, in the mind. Let, let there be peace in earth. And let it begin with me. Those of you who have been to Unity Village, at 11 o'clock every morning, they play a recording of Charles Fillmore saying the Lord's Prayer. And he always says, let there be peace in earth. And, and, and that really struck home for me. Oh, so it's in me. It's not about on earth. I wish all these people would stop warring so I could be at peace. I now know I want to be at peace whether the world is warring or not. I want to be at peace in my mind. I want to be at peace in my body. I don't want to walk around and spend every breathing moment afraid that I am under attack by someone or something, be it an animal, be it a person, be it a situation, you know, be, it, be it the weather. But there's always a war somewhere in my mind that there is an attack about to happen. It is imminent. I don't want that anymore. And that's the, that's, that's the gift that Unity Practicing Advent gives. It gives us a chance to remind ourselves of a uh, life filled with spirit. I won't say a spiritual life so much as a life filled with spirit. Conscious life where I'm aware, oh, there is good here. And that's time for me to see it. So I'm willing. I will put down my resistance to seeing the good. Bless you. <laughs> Kitten. <laughs> it's like a cat sneezed over there. <laughs> So, uh, <laughs> sorry, I did a little sneeze. Uh, the Christian church doesn't really believe that peace is possible, Mr. Fillmore said. And he said, in ignorance of the principles which Jesus taught, Christians have worshipped and looked to his personality and told us about his miracles that occurred 1,900 years ago. Now with the millions of ministers, billions of church property, and the largest following of any religion in the world, Christ is not given any place or power as a living presence in any government of the world. Now, I know we're talking about separation of church and state, but what, what we're talking about is the Christ, not the, the religion for me. I, uh, I remember being in a courtroom. What, 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 I have gone blank. What does it say on the back of our... our in God We Trust. In God We Trust. I was in a courtroom for a friend a few years ago. And on the back wall, there was a huge sign that said, In God We Trust. And I thought, no one has looked at that sign in this room in 
a very long time. It was all chaos. I doubt it had been dusted in a very long time. It was like, I thought, why is it hanging there? Why is it wasting our time? Except it reminded me to trust in God. And I thought, oh, that's what it's there for, for Sean, uh, to see on this particular day. Because I thought, nobody else is looking at it. Nobody, they're not, to, oh, in God we trust. No, it's, uh, and, it's, and so the, the trust just falls out the, the window. And it, it's, it's like, doggone it. I would like more people in this room to join me. In a, but, but they didn't want uh, people out in the back there speaking up about anything. And so I, I didn't say anything. Uh, I love this. They celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ with elaborate displays of loyalty to him and his work. Mention the fact of his birth to the average Christian and he will associate it solely with the advent of Jesus of Nazareth and none other. Not only is the Christ mind that Jesus brought to light ignored, but the work of Jesus in demonstrating that Christ mind is banished with the claim that Jesus died on the cross and that he went away to heaven. Thus, not only the foundation principles of Christ are ignored, but the greatest issue of all time is overlooked, and that is the overcoming of death and the restoration of life to his body as accomplished by Jesus. And that's, unity believes that. So we find that the average Christian does not really believe, as taught by Paul, that Christ should be formed in man, nor does he understand the scientific law that Jesus demonstrated when he restored life to his crucified body. In the face of this impotency of the followers of Jesus to live up to his teaching is at all strange that the practical men of the world look upon the Christian church as a form of worship, having no relation to affairs of state or everyday practical life. In our daily papers and other periodicals giving the proceedings of our lawmakers, do we find any reference to divine law? It is universally assumed that God plays no part in the affairs of any government on earth. Now let's, let's look at that because it's not about criticizing. It's about if each of our lawmakers awaken to the Christ within themselves rather than trying to get you to believe in my church rather than forcing my beliefs upon others, but ex exploring one's own beliefs. Do I believe in good for all people? Do I believe that there is life and life more abundant in all people? Do I believe that there is no need for forgiveness in God because God does not judge, therefore I ought not judge? Do I believe? Now that's got to start with me. And then hopefully that I will begin to see that principle in all beings. In all beings. But I really need to clean up my own house before I'm trying to clean up yours. You know, I pass this stuff along to you every Sunday, but I'm still working all week long to say, do I believe what I just spoke about on Sunday? Do I believe? And, and my actions will show me what I believe. I have been known to go to a grocery store right after church and uh, practice just about anything but what I just uh, uh, spoke on that morning. I will not share with you some of the things I have said in a grocery store right after church because I'm in church right now. And, and so that would be inappropriate. But to really, oh, I thought I believed it when I said it. 
What happened? Somebody looked at me sideways, you know, somebody said something rude to me, something, and I couldn't tolerate it. And so I gotta go back. Uh, I want to believe. I really want to believe. Don't you? Don't you want to believe 24-7 what you say you believe in? Mm-hmm. And so it's not about guilt, again, not about guilt that we don't necessarily believe it. It's about consciousness. It's about waking up and saying, okay. Okay, I'm going to interrupt this right now, no matter how crunchy my stomach gets. No matter how uncomfortable it is, I'm going to, I'm going to do it one way or another. And uh, in the past couple of years, I've been working more diligently than I have been. I, you know, I took a couple of years off from consciousness and, uh, <laughs> and realized I wasn't happy anymore. And I had been quite happy in the early years of my practitionership. And when I started this job, I was still very happy. And then I started making, you know, you all my higher power, David my higher power, people's opinions my higher power. And it was overwhelming. And I can't blame people for it. I can't blame anybody for it. I just have to observe, oh, I made everything but God my higher power. And uh, including shame and embarrassment and people-pleasing and all that stuff. And then one day I had to wake up and realize, I don't want that. And it's taking years to get back on a steady track. And, uh, and just be one amongst the people that I don't need anybody's approval. And anybody's disapproval is not devastating to me. It's usually not even about me. And so I don't want to war with the people in my church. And I don't want to war with our neighbors. And I want to war in the grocery store. And I don't want in my own personal war if I should happen to look at a newspaper. If I listen to 1010 Winds for the weather and I get the headlines, I don't want to be warring with that. I don't want to war with the television. I don't want to look at the world and think, oh, what a sad place. Because that just perpetuates it. I don't want to look at my friends, any of them who might be struggling, and say, oh, that poor thing. Oh, that poor thing. I can notice, oh, ouch, I feel that. But there can't be a poor thing. Everybody's a beloved child of God. We're all equal. Every single one of us is a beloved child of God. Even the ones I'm afraid of. Even the ones that I uh, am indifferent to. We're all beloved child of God. So wouldn't we do well before our next criticism of ourselves or anybody else to say, oh, we're all beloved children of God. There's no call for criticism. There's no call for hatred. There's no call for right or wrong. There is a call for the realization of spirit awake and alive within me. I am a living (laughs) uh, thought of uh, truth and wisdom. So this last thing, prayer is necessary for freedom. Uh, Mr. Fillmore says, the fact is that prayer is not understood. The great majority of persons thinks that prayer is merely asking God for something you want and have been unable to get in any other way. One who has come under the mental discipline covered by the word prayer discerns that it includes the activity of the mental faculties that cannot be described in words. No human language can tell of the connection that takes place on the inner planes of mind when one is deep 
in deep meditation makes, oh, when one in deep meditation makes conscious contact with spiritual light. Prayer is not supplication, a begging God to give things to man. Prayer at its highest is the entry of the ego into a realm of mind that forces that rightly projected change the character of every cell and brain and body. And this, this, this kind of language is why I stayed in unity. I want to read that last part again. That prayer at its highest is the entry of the ego into a realm of mind, mind forces that rightly projected change the character of every cell in brain and body. It's not trying to change my personality. It is changing my cells. And I thought, oh, that's what I like. Millie, it's in the other closet if you're looking for the key. Well, you know, I can see everything going on here. <laughs> uh, one who has mastered even the primary technique of prayer has made contact with the spiritual ethers that connect all minds, high and low, and by means of which great reforms for the good of people can be projected into the world's thought ethers as Jesus Christ prayed. He prayed whole nights. He was not begging God over and over again to do what he asked. Jesus Christ, well, let's understand something, that means Jesus in his awakened state. Jesus Christ was laying hold of the thought forces that bind the whole human family in the bondage of their own making, and he was setting them free with the freedom of his spiritual understanding. And every being in his prayers might recognize and take advantage of that freedom. It will never be thrust upon anyone without their asking, without the open mind. We're here today because we have a more open mind. We want to know how to live in peace, how to experience peace, how to get to the point of Remember, the calm before the joy. We are promised joy. It is a great part of the kingdom. We are promised joy, and it is unconditional on God's part. Now, how do we make, well, next week we'll talk about how to make joy unconditional on our part. And one last thing. Thessalonians. Peace is the guiding light that you must follow as you learn to look within the mind. For it is peace that leads you to recognition of truth. And it is lack of peace that reminds you that you are not following your way. Do we hear this? Lack of peace is your reminder and my reminder that I'm not following my way. You're not following your way. So if you catch yourself with a lack of peace, look within and say, I'm not following my way. Peace is my guide. I want to follow my way, the way. So, let us know. We will never have peace by hurting ourselves or another person. Peaceful people, joyful people don't hurt other people. 
but we're not going to worry about anybody else who's hurting anybody. We're going to look at ourselves. Peace, peace, peace. Listen to spirit as it offers it to you without conditions. Thank you.